Dana. Which dancer of Hell's a Pop and Fame choreographed the Shim Sham routine and performed it every year on his birthday until he passed in 2009? Nope. <laughs> uh, it's, sorry, it's Frankie Manning. Alyssa. Guts is the sophomore album of which singer of Vampire and Happier? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Josh. What kingdom is the primary setting of the series My Little Pony Friendship is Magic? Magic Kingdom? It's Equestria. Brandon, which U.S. president was vice president under Dwight Eisenhower? Uh, uh, Nixon. That's correct. Dana, while both stripes stand for water, which body of water does the top blue band on the Chicago flag represent? The, um, Lake Michigan. That's correct. Alyssa, which U.S. president was born in Stonewall, Texas, and served his first full term until 1969? This might answer your question. Lyndon Johnson. I would go with that. Note, you need to unplug it with a player named Alyssa. <laughs> you, you can go ahead and say that if you want. Lyndon Johnson? That's correct. <laughs> Cheats. <laughs> uh, Josh. The musical Rent is based on which Puccini opera referenced almost directly in a song title in the musical? La Bibouin. I'll accept it. La Boheme. Brandon, which Game of Thrones performer played Kira in Solo, A Star Wars Story? Oh, fuck. Um... Oh, it's Lady... Oh, my God, I can't think of her name. Lady plays the What the fuck's her name? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can't take that. It is Amelia Clark. Uh, Dana, which U.S. president had the shortest term in office, dying after 31 days? <laughs> um, I don't remember. My own question. Okay. Uh, sorry, it's William Henry Harrison. That's the one! <laughs> Alyssa, which oh, character slipped on her beans in the Bluey episode, Here Come the Grannies? Rita! Frida is correct. <laughs> also correct. Josh, what is the Latin name of one of the three smallest bones in the human body? Pina. Uh, sorry, it's Malleus Incus or Stapes. Brandon, which Kurt Vonnegut novel subtitled Goodbye Blue Monday focuses on two main characters, Dwayne Hoover and Kilgore Trout? Can I phone a friend? Uh, no, <laughs> sorry. I have no idea. All right, this is Breakfast of Champions. Dana, a flamboyance is a name given to a collective of which animals who gain their coloration from their diets? Flamingos. That's correct. Alyssa, women with the surnames Bonavita, Walter, Monroe, and O'Malley are all candidates of the real life identity of which cultural icon from the 20th century American history? Oh, I have no clue. Not a single it's Rosie one. the Riveter. Nope. Josh. Hannibal Hamlin was the first vice president under which U.S. president? Lincoln. Lincoln is correct. <laughs> Brandon, a deficiency of which vitamin is the cause of rickets? D. D is correct. Dana, accepted was the directorial debut of which director who also directed both Hot Tub Time Machines? I need your answer. John Cusack. <laughs> Sorry, it's Steve Pink. Alyssa, 
Winning in 2017, which song is the most recent Disney song to win the Oscar for Best Original Song? Oh, it's probably from Encanto. Uh, Waiting on a Miracle? Uh, sorry, it's Remember Me from Coco. Josh, released in December 1993, Arabian Nights was the first expansion for which collectible card game whose base set was published in August of that year? Magic? Magic is correct. And Brandon, which late performer, more notable for his stand-up comedy and career on television and film, played Estragon opposite Steve Martin's Vladimir in an off-Broadway production of Waiting for Godot in 1988? Don Wrinkles. Uh, sorry, it's Robin Williams. And at the end of the hot seat round, Dana has 200, Alyssa has 200, Josh has 300, and Brandon has 200. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Brittany, and joining me today is my co-host and best frenemy, the chopper to my hero, Tim Dipple. Tim, how you doing and what you drinking? Brittany, I have never been blessed with a more uh, incredible moniker. Uh, chopper's amazing, and I will be your chopper <laughs> all the time. That's fine. It was all in the name of the rebellion. Um so, yeah, I am doing very well. Uh, I'm excited because this is our final episode of the regular season. It is. For episode season 16. one. Yeah. We, we, we made it to our first goal. So yes. I'm excited to see how this plays out. We've got a great team tonight. and We'll meet them in a second. But as far as what I'm drinking, I brought out uh, the one you approve of. Uh, oh. Once again, it's the uh, Shark Party Mixed Berry Sour from yes. Crooked Hammock Brewery in Myrtle Beach. Very nice. And I already know I like this, so let's get into it. All right. Well, uh, you heard them in the hot seat, but let's meet today's players who have a special place in my heart um, because they are composed of a wonderful person who owns an amazing coffee shop slash board game cafe and uh, 
the team that has been there since the very first cozy quiz um like night one they were there uh so very special place in my heart uh but let's meet them individually so first off we are going to meet dana from shorewood illinois dana how you doing what you drinking and who would you consider your frenemy i'm doing pretty good little nervous i am drinking a riscato um i've it's not a a fun pop, but I've got a little twist cap because it's the cheapest wine. <laughs> I'm a big fan of twist caps. Beautiful. Um, probably get a little pour here. Maybe. It's bubbling. Um, and my frenemy would probably, even though there's no way we're going to end up in the end together uh would be brandon um because after 20 years of friendship um you end up having little inside jokes and secrets and rivalries in some ways and also he is one of my best friends and i can go to him with all of the things oh that's very special um he's making a puking face on our audio medium and I love it. Um, but let's meet a member of one of the teams at Cozy Quiz. The Like I said, they've been there since the very beginning. Uh, but let's meet the heart of that team, Alyssa from Chicago. Alyssa, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Uh, I'm good. I'm nervous as well. This is my first ever podcast that I'm on. Um, I am drinking a lime margarita truly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open that. Maybe. Oh, no. As I'm live and recording and I can't get it open. Ha! Open. Um, I think... So I'm playing with my significant other on our opposite team. So I'm going to say Josh is my frenemy for the evening we'll see who's smarter okay probably him but we'll see well uh we shall see and speaking of josh let's go meet josh who i believe is the handwriter of all the answers mostly on the team so no that's not you okay oh it's brandon okay cool uh well then josh let's still meet you anyway uh so from chicago how you doing what you drinking and who would you consider your frenemy uh, I'm good. I am drinking a Guinness, uh, the uh, the Fighting Irish version. So you know you gotta gotta rep the uh, the, the institutions you love. Uh, but you know, big old crack there. Nice and foamies. That was beautiful. Um, and my uh, my friend of me, I, I would have to agree with her. Who's probably also my significant other, Alyssa. We uh we go back and forth on on who's who's got the stuff with trivia and who's more uh, help to Brandon our ringer. So uh, we'll see we'll see who uh, who can who can carry the load this week. Well, speaking of Brandon, let's go ahead and meet him. Also from Chicago, Illinois, it is Brandon. Brandon, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I'm doing good. I'm not nervous like all these cowards. Um, I'm ready for, yeah, I said it. I said it. What? <laughs> um, 
I unfortunately am drinking apple cider because I cannot drink alcohol right now. Okay. So just a little... <laughs> it's what I got. I shook a glass of Dr. Pepper at the mic last week, so we've, we've had everything for a drink here. Um, but who would you consider your frenemy, Brandon? I forgot about that. <laughs> My friends would have to be... Uh, my coworkers because I have to pretend to like them, but I I could probably count on one hand the amount of them that I actually like. <laughs> That's relatable as heck, to be honest. So, um, well, I'm so personally glad that you're all here. I'm also glad that Tim gets to meet y'all because he hears me talk about y'all a lot because I'll be like, oh, the team's at my trivia. And then I'll be like, oh, I have one team. Da, 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 like, And it's always about y'all. So I'm excited that Tim gets to meet y'all for once. And um, as far as what I'm drinking, I picked out a special drink tonight because I know that Dana has this rule where she does not eat or drink blue. Um, So testing that theory, I have with me a Horizonte Azul Mexican lager, which is Spanish for blue. So... (laughs) So this is from Black Horizon Brewing Company in Willowbrook, Illinois. But is it blue? It is not. It is gold. But it is titled blue. So I thought I would just mess with you a little bit. (laughs) Well, um, enough about me. Let's go ahead and jump into our team round tonight. Uh, Our team tonight are Josh and Dana, who have decided upon what is your team name? Critically Ground critically ground and they will be taking on the team of Alyssa and Brandon who are going to use the team name mind flayers perfect I know that name well um Tim why don't you tell us how we're starting out tonight yeah so we've added both players uh scores from the hot seat together we have added a thousand points to each of those scores critically ground is going to start with a slight lead of 1500 to mind flayers 1400 as we get kick this game off Okay, well then let us start into section one. Your categories for section one are what's this in religion and mythology? What's this in movies? And there's color almost everywhere in art. Go ahead and send Tim your wagers. All right, Brittany, I've got both teams wagers for the first section. Excellent. So your first question is What's this in religion and mythology? Sounding like a type of resource for a different gathering, what substance fell from the sky in the Bible to provide food for the Israelites as they wandered the desert? In the book of Numbers, it's described as arriving with dew during the night and needing to be collected before it was melted by the heat of the sun. So we're, we're locked in. Okay, Team Critically Ground is locked in. That means, Mind Flayers, you can talk this one out. Do you have any idea? No. All right. Well, let me, let me, let me. Maybe it's bread or wine. I don't know. Well, it needed to be collected before it was melted by the heat of the sun. So it's something that that can melt. Cheese. Is that a resource? Is cheese a resource? <laughs> cheese keeps me going, but I don't know if it, it helped in this uh, situation. Um, for a different gallery. Who's for the Israelites that they wanted the desert in the book of Numbers? What if it's snow? 
Would that be food? But it melts into water. In the Bible to provide food. I don't know why the first thing I thought of was honey. Why would honey fly from the, fall from the sky? It's the Bible. Does anything make sense? I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it could be anything, but I, I, I don't. I have absolutely no idea. I don't either. What do you want to go with? Bread. Bread doesn't, doesn't melt. melt. Bread doesn't melt. <laughs> uh, That's a weird kind of bread if it melts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Honey, I guess that was your answer. But I don't. I don't. I don't know what could fall from the sky that's edible that'll melt. Chocolate. That'd be some. That'd be some good shit. I mean, okay, we'll go. We'll go with honey. All right, mind players are locking in honey. Critically ground. What did you come up with, and what was your thought process? Uh, Josh went to a private Catholic school, so. <laughs> Just kind of new, uh, but uh, you also had the uh, the different gathering. It is mana. Okay, team critically ground locking in mana. Uh, critically ground, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here? We wagered 200 on us and 200 on our opponents. And team critic or mind flayers, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents? Uh, 200 on us and 100 on them. Okay. Well, uh, it comes from the, I believe, Arabic question of manu, which means, what is it? Uh, this is mana. And it, it was kind of flaky and white like bread. I did try to see if it was the inspiration behind Limbus bread uh, for Tolkien, but I couldn't find that. So um, in my head canon, it is. Makes sense. Sounds like a I'd Tolkien like thing to do. But that means critically ground, you picked this one up. And Tim, what do our scores look like, friend? Yeah, critical critically ground picked up 400 total points on this one, while Mind Flayers lost 300. It's still early, but critically ground does have a 1900 to 1100 advantage. Okay, then let's get into question number two, which is what's this in movies? Composer of What's This, Danny Elfman, was nominated for an Academy Award for four different scores, but two of those nominations happened in the same year. Which two films had scores nominated that year, both of which featured people looking for something, where arguably the later released film could have shortened their search by watching the earlier movie? All right, we're locked in. Okay, critically ground locked in. Mind Flayers, you can talk this one out. I mean, I don't know what there is to talk about. I... I can't, I don't even know movies that he composed. I, I know, I know one, one movie for sure that he composed, possibly a second one, but they don't make sense with how the question is asked. What's your second one? I feel like, I feel like he did the Batman movies, but I'm going to say, I know I'm, I'm pretty for sure Mission Impossible is one of them. And then... The second one. Oh, just get what you think it is. I I don't know. I can't think of. First of all, I don't even know when Mission Impossible came out, so I don't know what other movies came out around that where somebody is searching for something. The only other thing in my head I keep keep coming back to is The Hunt for Red October, but I don't think he did that movie. But that would be my only other guess. Well, I'll take that. 
So we're saying Mission Impossible and The Hunt for Red October? Sure. It's okay. wrong. Sure. Well, uh, Mind Flayers are locking in with Mission Impossible and The Hunt for Red October. Team Critically Ground, what did you come up with? And what was your thought process? Um, with the only thought process being, I th- we think these came out around the same time. And where there is Danny Elfman, there is likely Tim Burton. We went with Edward Scissorhands and Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> okay. Bold, bold move. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, no, totally fair. Uh, Mind Flayers, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here? Well, sadly, not realizing it was going to be about music, we did 300 for us and 200 for them. Okay. And uh, Critically Ground? We wagered 300 for us and 100 for them. Okay. Well, neither team picking this one up, unfortunately. Danny Elfman did, I believe, compose all of the things that you said. Um between the two teams but he also did in 1997 he was nominated for the best score for men in black and goodwill hunting and right about now they're trying to figure out what the hell your clue at the end meant (laughs) yes that's exactly well they were looking for a good will and will smith was in men in black so they were oh i like my answers better for that clue (laughs) hot for october was solid for how far you're reaching uh probably because i am short and uh y'all know my puns so you know it doesn't get better uh but tim what did that do to our scores um nothing good for either team uh they're both gonna lose points here however it is a little bit better for the mind flares who only lost 100 while critically ground lost 200 on that one okay well then that takes us to question number three there's color almost everywhere in art in response to anish kapoor patenting and gatekeeping the color vanta black Artist Stuart Simple patented a shocking shade of which color? According to Simple, this color could be used by everyone as long as you are not Anish Kapoor, in no way affiliated with Anish Kapoor, or purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor. We're locked in. Almost an immediate lock-in from Critically Ground. That means, Mind Flayers, you can talk this one out. What is that other shade of black that they said? There's like... It's supposed to be like the deepest black or something like that. Not Vanta black. I don't I don't know where Anish Kapoor comes into this. That's the person who painted it. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't understand the reference behind it. I don't know. I I know it's a shade of black, but I don't know what the actual shade is called. It's. I remember hearing it, but I can't think of what it is. Like a black. Wasn't this a trivia question? Not that I've ever had. Pure black? 
Yeah. She says it's a shocking shade, so I'm assuming it's got some kind of weird name. Matt, like, go with whatever you feel. I, have, I don't even have a guess for this. We might set the record for losing all our points. I think y'all are doing just fine. And I will go ahead and clarify and critically ground. Let me know if this changes your answer. I am just looking for a shade of a color. You don't have to give me the shade's name. It's just, it's of which color? I'd have to say black. I want to say electric black. You want to say electric black? That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, Team Mind Flayers locking in electric black. Critically ground, what did you come up with? We went with pink because it's the pinkest pink and Anish Kapoor could not see the Barbie movie because it was too pink. <laughs> um, well, they are locking in with pink. And what did you wager on yourself and against your opponent here? We wagered 100 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. And Mind Flayers? We wagered the same. Okay, 100 on you, 300 on them. Yep. All right. Well, Stuart Symbol did create the pinkest pink uh, in response to the Vanta Black. And Vanta Black is supposed to be the deepest black. So, what you were saying about the deepest black there, that is describing Vanta Black. But yeah, Stuart Symbol was not having it with uh, Anish Kapoor like bogarting a single color. So, he made it so that everyone but Anish Kapoor could have the color. And then he did also create a specific pink for the Barbie movie, but it wasn't the pinkest pink. He just did a Barbie pink for the movie. I think somewhere in this rivalry is a ridiculous shade of blue that's patented as well. Potentially, but I'm not sure what it is. I am sure that there were some movement on points though. So if you want to. There absolutely was. Uh, Critically Ground is going to pick up 400 while the Mind Flayers are going to lose 400. Uh, they're down, but they're not out. There's still plenty of time to make up some points. It's 2100 to 600 exiting Section 1. Okay. Well, Section 2, your categories are Lock in Geography, Shock in Television, and Barrel in Food and Drink. Go ahead and send him your wagers. And shout out to Aaron for suggesting those category names. All right, Brittany, let's dive into section two. I have both teams' wagers. Well, thanks, Tim. Let's jump into section two. Your first question in section two is lock in geography. Which Scottish lock is the largest by volume and second largest by area? It's also the second deepest, which is helpful for the Arctic char and other creatures that live there and prefer cooler climes. We're locked in. Okay. Critically ground is locked in. Mind flayers, talk this one out. Okay. Well, let's be honest. I only know one lock that's in Scotland. And if Dana or Josh can come up with a second one, I call bullshit. Because <laughs> there's no fucking way in hell either of them know other locks in Scotland. I don't know why Josh is taking his head, but I don't trust it. Is that what you want to go with? Yeah, it's the only one I know. I don't know any other ones, so I would say the Loch Ness. 
Okay. Uh, Mind Flayers are locking in Loch Ness. Uh, Critically Ground, what did you lock in? <laughs> well, Brandon is completely right. There are no other locks in Scotland that we know of. So we also went with Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, Mind Flayers, I keep wanting to call both teams Mind Flayers and it's throwing me off. Mind Flayers, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here? Uh, we did a hundred for both. Okay. And critically ground? That that gave us way too much credit. We went with 200 for us and 300 for them. Okay. Well, I almost picked Loch Lomond to ask a question about. However, I did in fact pick Loch Ness, uh, home of Nessie. So uh, both teams getting uh, that one correct. And neither team getting 350. Um, but uh, Critically Ground is actually going to lose 100 points on here uh, while Mind Flayers are going to push their points. So both teams knowing Loch Ness did uh, favor the Mind Flayers. Well, I am not shocked that both teams knew that. And speaking of shock, question two is shock in television. I know the segues aren't getting better. Cress Williams and China Ann McLean star as Jefferson and his daughter Jennifer Pierce in which Arrowverse show aired by the CW for four seasons from 2018 to 2021. Williams also played his title character in Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. How do we lock in answers? Like that. Okay. You just say you're locked in. Okay. Okay. Mind Flayers have locked in. That means critically ground, you can talk this one out. Okay, so we're sitting here and we're thinking. So, so we know Arrow came first, yeah. which was way before 2018. Way before. So it's not Arrow, it's and not it's Flash, not Flash because that was second. Yeah. And Legends came out. Legends of Tomorrow was the third. I don't know if I'm 100 locked on that. I, I, so may, maybe. But it was Batgirl. after 2018. Was it? It's not Batgirl. It's not Batgirl. I don't think it's Batgirl. Seasons. Four seasons. No, it didn't last that long. I don't know how many Supergirl had. I for sure stopped watching the Arrowverse. Yeah, like after Flash, and I stopped watching halfway through Flash. I watched Legends for a while, but I just after they went into magic and stuff, I stopped. I watched Legends. I watched Supergirl. It was it was when there were five shows that I had to keep up with to watch the crossovers. It was getting a bit much. much, much. (laughs) Um. But that was it, though. It was like it was four. It was four shows, because they had the one on the Flash, they had the one on the Arrow, they had Legends, and they had Supergirl. It's got to be Supergirl. And I don't know enough Did about it's... Supergirl to know those actors, actresses. Twenty eighteen. I guess that was kind of a while ago. That hurts my hole, my yeah, my right. my hole in my chest. Oh, I know, right? Where my heart should be. Um. All right. Supergirl's so. Supergirl? I think it did. Do we? Do we want to just say Supergirl then? I would say Supergirl or Legends. That's that's my. Cress Williams and China, and McLean. Jefferson. Jefferson. I don't. Know what the... And his daughter Jennifer Pierce. Jefferson, he he was, yes, Legends. Legends. I think it was Legends. Um, I think he was the the guy that that teamed up with Victor Garber. Um. Dark. The old guy. Um, 
the the professor him and oh, jefferson oh 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 legends, we luck in legends of tomorrow okay locking in legends of tomorrow um mind flayers what did you come up with and what was your thought process um we also came up with legends of tomorrow because it's literally the only one that i watched <laughs> fair um and what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here uh, we did 200 on ourselves and 300 for them. Okay. And critically ground? We wagered 300 for us and 200 for them. Okay. Well, uh, neither team picking this one up. Jefferson Pierce was a character in the Cri- Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover episode of Legends of Tomorrow, but he had his own show. And yes, apparently there were two black superheroes, both named Jefferson. Um, but this was Jefferson Pierce, aka Black Lightning. So the clue, the clue category was a shock. Can you talk about the fact that I was so close and I said Black Lantern. <laughs> I mean, there is a Black Lantern. Like, hold on, turn that back on. I was that is so close for me, man. I had the black and I had the L. The answer was wrong. I needed the lightning. <laughs> I was so close. I'm going to call that as a big W over here. Okay. Well, claiming the big W over there. Uh, Tim, is either team claiming any points? Uh, yeah. Mind flayers are critically grinding away at critically ground. Uh, they picked up 100 points here due to their wagering while critically ground lost 100 points so they closed the gap a little bit okay well then that does bring us to question three of section two which is barrel in food and drink what brand of let's call it beer developed its first spirit in 2019 a five second aged spirit that they can legally call whiskey according to the ttb whiskey must be aged or it's moonshine so the company put it in a barrel for five seconds because, quote, if it touches wood, it's whiskey. We're locked in. Shocker, you alcoholics. All right, uh, Mind Flayers, you can talk this one out. Hold on, we're reading the question. Shut the hell up, cat! If it touches wood, it's whiskey. What brand of beer? Let's call it beer, she says. Let's call it beer. Like a cider, maybe? It's for spirit. Oh. So we're looking, just to clarify, we're looking for the beer company, correct? Yes, the brand makes both. Got it. What brand of, let's call it beer. Beer. What kind of, like, what kind of brands are there that's not really beer? Kind of. Bud Light. <laughs> That's just shitty. <laughs> Maybe it is Bud Light. No, well, the, the brand would be Budweiser then. Right. Because Budweiser came out with a lot of shit. There's, there's, there's Miller Light. With the, with the let's call it beer, I don't know why I want to say PBR. 
Oh, it might be. I'm saying PBR. I don't know. I'm trying to watch Dana's face for any kind of. That's cheating. I would think it's PBR or, like you said, Bud Light. No, but Bud, Bud Light would be Ann Howard Bush, and they're they're oh, they're maybe they're it is actual, PBR. That's an actual. I think it's PBR. Maybe it's PBR. I'm talking to my beer. asshole because I don't know beer. I don't know. I don't. I knew it was going to be. Didn't I say it was going to be beer? It's going to be beer. It's going to be fucking beer, and I don't drink beer. I'm not allowed to drink. I have liver problems. <laughs> What's Coors oh. from? Oh, I don't know. Just, I would, I'd say PBR. All right, we're going to go with PBR. All right, locking in PBR. Critically Ground, what did you come up with? Uh, we got we jumped the gun a bit um we didn't we completely skipped over the whole like beer thing and saw whiskey and 2019 and and josh was like well i was in college and all we drank was fireball so <laughs> so you so you said fireball he said, he said fireball alcoholics call it cinnamon um but we're gonna call it fireball <laughs> Okay, well, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponent here? Um, we we said 100 on us and 100 on them. Okay, and Mind Flayers, what did you wager? Uh, we said 300 for us and 200 for them. Okay, well, um, shout out to our friends in the Trivia Writers Co-op, particularly Corey, who... Uh, is a big fan of this beer, which is essential, like water. This is Paps Blue Ribbon, aka yeah. PBR. Fuck yeah. it! <laughs> yes, PBR made a five second aged whiskey. Water, beer! Water, beer! <laughs> so, funny story when I went to culinary school, my dean of the school always talked about how he had such a refined palate and always wanted the best of everything. He chose the four beers to have in our restaurant. One was local, two were really fancy, and then the fourth was his favorite, PBR. <laughs> well, PBR doesn't sponsor us, but maybe if they do, we'll stop talking trash about them, maybe. Uh, but, Tim, that brings us to the end of Section 2. How do our scores look? Well, the Mind Flayers are right back in this. Uh, while they were against the ropes, they had a plus 600 on that total game, or total section. Uh, they now trail just 1,700 to 1,200 behind Critically Ground, heading into Section 3. Okay. Well, as we head into Section 3, your categories are Hey Barbie in People, Songs sung by a Celtic woman in religion and mythology and a really boring procedure in science. I think my son is finally asleep, but I can't tell because he's buried himself under all his stuffed animals. <laughs> Do you risk going to check? No. No. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said this, but... Go ahead and send your wagers to Tim. Do we uh, do we do additional cracks if we're gonna if we're gonna open another one, or do we just do the additional? I mean, the, you can if you want. 
We'll hear it. Nobody cares about your stupid Guinness. It's a good one. It's a good crack. You're just jealous. I care when you get your Guinness all over my laptop. It didn't get anywhere. <laughs> Where? Point it out to me. I'll clean it up. Brittany, I have both teams wagers in. All right. Thank you, Tim. So your first question in section three is in the category of, hey, Barbie, a people question. Barbie's inspiring women series of dolls features real women from history, including which early civil aviator added in 2023. She was born in Texas and traveled to Paris in 1921, where she became the first African-American woman and person of Native American descent to earn an international pilot's license. She had a dream of establishing a school for young black aviators, but she was killed in a plane crash before she could. All right, we're we're locked in. Critically grounds locked Tentatively. in. Yeah, no. We're, <laughs> we're wrong, but we're no. locked in. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, you can't really tentatively lock in, but locking in with something you're saying is wrong, totally fine. Uh, so critically ground is locked in. Mind flayers, you can talk this one out. All right. So I saw Dana's face, so I already know she has not a clue. Which makes me very happy with what we wagered, because we also have not a clue. And what upsets me is I just watched a show called Home Economics, where the lady in it does a play in the school, and she has all the kids act out women throughout history and i know that girl that woman is one of them and i cannot for the life of me because i'm dying remember what the hell this person's name was all right is her name jessica you're not dying dying. stop saying you're dying you're not dying we'll find it we'll find out on the 28th jennifer it's not jennifer beatrice stop saying names i will stab you with a pen Bertha. Do we have to give both names or can we just get one of them right? Uh, well, if you're going to get one of them right, I need it to be the last name. So we can't just go with Geraldine because I'm not going to lie. That actually sounds like it could Jackson. Be right. I don't know. Uh, I will need a last name. So. Oh. Just the last name? No, you need both. Well, ideally both, but just last names are fine. <gasps> Jeopardy rules. So. Who Je- is Geraldine Jameson? Because I know that she was a she was a NASA pilot. So you're going with Geraldine Jameson? Sure. All right. Uh, and while I've got you here, what did you wager on yourself and your opponents? Uh, one hundred on ourselves and three hundred on Dana's wonderful face. What got us here was absolutely no fucking idea. <laughs> and. Uh, critically ground, what did you lock in with? What was your thought process? And then just go ahead and give me your wagers too. Okay, so a little bit of thought process. Um, you, my there daughter, was no thought. There was no thought. There was thought. So years ago, I got one of those subscription boxes for my daughter. It was called the Girls Can Crate. And every month they got little kits and information about women in history. And the last one she got before she got bored with it was this woman it was this african-american aviatrix and i swear it's betsy something and i went with harrison like but we're not entirely sure so we locked in betsy harrison i just went with her 
And uh, what did you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Too much. We, we, <laughs> we wagered, because um, we were thinking something about the Barbie movie, uh, we wagered 300 on us and 100 on them. <laughs> okay. Well, neither team getting this one correct. Dana, you were sort of close-er. Um, her first name isn't Betsy, it's Bessie. Best. And then, Brandon, I think you were thinking of Mae Jemison, who was the astronaut. Um, yeah, that's the one. Uh, but this was Bessie Best Coleman. Coleman. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> a little too late. Yes. Look Bessie right Coleman was the uh, African-American aviatrix. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, the plane crash was tragic because it was like, it was a student of hers and he had to restart the plane four times, like restart his journey four times because of mechanical issues. And her family like begged her not to go in the plane with him and be the co-pilot. And she's like, no, I'm going to go with him. And then turns out when they were doing mechanics on the plane, the, the wrench either got stuck or stuck the gears together that they were using for maintenance and they ended up having like a free dive and crash. So uh, she was actually thrown from the plane in mid flight. So that's wildly um, depressing. Thank you for that. I'm going to keep drinking. (laughs) Cheers. You're, you're welcome. History Um, is wildly depressing and that is why we drink. (laughs) Slancha. Well, speaking of Slancha, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, we're about to go into like Celtic stuff, but before we do, Tim, why don't you tell us what's happening with our scores? Uh, so you remember how Mind Flayers' backs were against the wall and they were down like fifteen hundred points at I one point. I do vaguely recall that. Yeah, uh, they're down one hundred now. It's fifteen hundred to fourteen hundred in favor of Critically Ground. We have a fairly even game. I think that was also the our scores at the start of the first half. So. We are back where we started. <laughs> right Whoa. Where we started from. We have done a whole oh. lot of nothing. <laughs> but it was a lot of stuff to get to that. No. Um, but that was quite the fight to get yourself back to there. So let's keep the fight going with question number two. Songs sung by a Celtic woman in religion and mythology. Which island paradise is known as the land of the young in Irish mythology and is the home of the Tuatha de Danann? It shares its name with a 1984 video game, as well as being in the title of a Saban entertainment show about mystic knights. We're locked in. All right. Uh, Mind flayers are locked in. Critically ground, you may talk this out. Well. I didn't even finish reading it. Right off. All right. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right. Nineteen eighty-four video game. Oh. Title of Sub Entertainment mm-hmm. Show. So I know that's teenage. Yeah, Power Rangers. <sighs> Mystic Knights. I mean, I, I wouldn't so consider them. With a land. What? Island Paradise. Known as the land of the young and Irish quality. Uh. Tuatha de Danon? Are there two ends there? I need another drink. Um, I am... Final Fantasy... Rescue... Oh, 
I know I know Savant Entertainment is Power Rangers, but that's as far as it's gonna get me. <laughs> the eighty four video game made them like locked in on it. I like I don't I don't I, You're I just like can't zeroing like, in on yeah, the eighty four like, video I game. I can't think can't of anything else. Move like, away. I, yeah. This <laughs> is infuriating. Um I should switch to water. Um <laughs> same. No, please keep drinking. <laughs> no, I've already drank almost a whole bottle of wine. Um. <laughs> Island, I don't know, name of Island Paradise. Um, so, Utopia is, I don't know if that's Mother. Ireland, but Mother. it's an idea. Mother. Why do you keep saying no, mother? No, because it didn't come out at the same time. No, mother. So mother was a mother was a video game. Uh, there was the Ness and Lucas. From I think you gotta speak up a little bit. I'm. You're mumbling. Games. <laughs> Still on the video game thing. Um. Okay. So. I don't know, man. Well, we're clearly getting this wrong. So let's just say something uh, stupid. Where are the um. Where are the putties from? The in, putties? Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> like, like, Ros- Power Rangers. like Rosita's. Yeah. Like the ones that she makes? Yeah. She just, just, makes, she just them. makes them. Yeah, she like grabs It's been like... a minute. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. I, 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 Final Fantasy. That's, that's my only. I don't know. Fan- Fantasy Island? sure no final fantasy that's not an island an island paradise fantasy island fine all right that works okay i got no clue we're locking in with something stupid fantasy island (laughs) good luck okay locked in fantasy island (laughs) mind flayers what did you lock in with and what was your thought process so this is actually the only time i've ever heard anything of Celtic where they talk about like a land or anything and they actually it's actually a line in the movie Titanic that the mom tells to her two kids as they go back to the room to die she says they live forever in the land of Tirnanog okay uh so locking in Tirnanog and what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here uh 200 for us and 100 for them and critically ground, what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents? We wagered 200 for us and 200 for them. And of course it went back to movie quotes for you, Brandon. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not know there was a quote about it in Titanic, or I probably would have used that as a clue instead of the show Mystic Knights, because <laughs> I had never heard of that show. Um, however... It is also the name of a song by Celtic Women, or Celtic Woman, the singing group. Uh, So that's why the category was song sung by a Celtic woman. But it is the land of Tirnanog. So, uh, mind players picking that one up. We're winning, we're (laughs) winning. Fuck right off. I I think you are winning. So, uh, Tim, can you confirm? Yeah, I can confirm. We have our first lead change of the game. The Mind Flayers now lead Critical Ground 1700 to 1100 with four oh. questions to go. Well, let's hear questions. Say, 
that my favorite part about that was when I when I locked in that fast, Dana's inaudible fuck that I could see <laughs> on the screen because she was so mad that I locked in that quickly. <laughs> I believe a couple episodes ago, Aaron used the term, or Aaron Barkley used the term butt puckering for that. Yeah. But yeah, that was a very verbal, that was a very visual, inaudible fuck. Um, yes. Fuck indeed. Well, let's see how you handle this question, which is the third question of section three, a really boring procedure in science. Taking its name from the Greek word meaning borer or auger, which ancient surgical intervention is still used in modern medicine to relieve pain and pressure associated with epidural and subdural hematomas. It's also used in some neurosurgical procedures, but is usually called a craniotomy in that context. We're locked in. Okay, mind flares are locked in. Critically ground, talk this one out. Go ahead and make the face, Dana. No, I'm not going to make the face (laughs) because we have two viable options that we are discussing. Yeah. And they can't see the face because this is audio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Um, so I don't know much about Greek because it's all Greek to me. But what you're describing... You're Lovely. welcome, Brittany. <laughs> but what, what is being described makes me think of acupuncture. And what were you thinking, Josh? Letting. Letting? So like bloodletting yeah. or something? Like that's. I feel like it's ex- mine's an extreme. Mine's, yeah. <laughs> mine's an extreme. It's like, oh, the area is like super engorged. Like, here, just let it. I don't know. I, I'm with you, I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go with with acupuncture. I don't solid, know if I'm right, solid. but you you were confident. I threw out a guess. You were confident, so it relieves pain. Yours. It re- relieves pressure. Go with it. You... All right, we're gonna lock in acupuncture. Yeah. That's what we're doing. All right, locking in acupuncture. Mind flayers, what was your thought process and what did you come up with? This one was all Alyssa. So now I'm like second guessing myself, but I'm really hoping. So I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy, which definitely makes me a medical professional. So I left my white coat at work, but I think it is called like burr holes. They actually like drill holes around your head to relieve pressure from some sort of hematoma. So it's like it's drilling little tiny holes around the skull to relieve pressure. So I'm going with burr holes or burr holing. Okay. And what did you wager on yourself and against your opponents here? Uh, I trusted Alyssa, so we went with 300 and 200. Okay. And critically ground? We went with 100 for us because of lack of science things and 300 for them. Okay. Well... Also known as burr holing, this is trepanning or trepanging, trepanation. Um, It is also called burr holing or creating burr holes. And you you were joking about the bloodletting, but that is kind of what they do. They drill a hole to sort of drain some of the fluid out so that there's less pressure. Well, damn. Dana might need some acupuncture after that one. (laughs) You know what? I will. I mean, acupuncture being a notable Eastern medicine procedure and less Greek, but, you know. Holy shit. Fine. <laughs> I, I respect where you were going on it, sort of. Um, but, Tim, what did that do to our scores? 
So some really fun stuff. The Mind Flayers picked up 500 points on that question while Critically Ground lost 400. So we had a 900 point swing. Wow. Heading into the final section, the Mind Flayers are now up 2,200 to Critically Ground's 700. Okay. Well, both teams will hear all three categories. Let's see if we play them all. Your three categories for section four are Need a Tutor in History, How the Youth Speak in Language, and There's Something About Mary in Literature. Go ahead and send him your wagers. Alyssa just realized that if we win, she has to go against me. Well, Brittany, it's either going to be Critically Ground or it's going to be the Mind Flayers. And I have all the wagers, so let's find out. Let's find out what happens in Section 4, starting with this question. In Need a Tutor in History. Taking the throne at the age of nine, Edward VI was the last Tudor King of England. Who were his mother and father, including regnal numbers, if applicable? We are going to go ahead and lock in. Okay, Mind Flares have locked in. Critically ground, you may talk this out. We're going to prefer to sing this one out. No, Dana, you may. You may. I'm not singing this one out. <laughs> um, so we're not completely locked in. We're like halfway there. We're thinking Henry VIII, which would lead us to the six wives. And I'm thinking it's the one that died. Is it par? No, that's the one that survived. <laughs> No, which is which? <laughs> I didn't even know there were six. <laughs> it's all musical about I it. I know there was a bunch. Yeah, that's why I said you were singing. Uh, so I fuck. I shouldn't have had all that wine. Um, <laughs> we, okay, we are hold on. Severe <laughs> disadvantage due to inebriation. <laughs> Can we get a handicap? <laughs> I... <laughs> so Sorry, there's no dice rolling to double your score in this game. She's calling us alcoholics. That counts as uh, 10 yards on the play for bad sportsman life. <laughs> hey, get your sports out of here. Um, divorce beheaded died. I'm called a bad sportsman. It's not a sportsman. But still sports. Shut up with okay. the sports ball. <laughs> you don't do sports ball here. Uh, you said, do you notice there's no sports questions so far said, because so you, Brittany okay. loves us? So you said so <laughs> beheaded, beheaded, survived, survived. Is the, died, I'm, beheaded, what? You're so close. Divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. And I'm pretty sure it's the one that died, because I'm pretty sure she's the only one that actually gave him a kid. So what's her I name? don't fucking know her name. <laughs> can I go with the dead one? <laughs> I mean, you can, but not you if you're, wrong. like, looking for credit. <laughs> she did. She did, motherfucker, she did. She waited. Um... Uh, I mean, at this point, they're all dead. <laughs> Semantics. Hey, hey, you don't know that. Details. You didn't see the bodies. There might be vampires. You didn't see the okay. bodies. I think I have seen this body. Well, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Why? Because I went to England when I was a teen and toured the historical places. That created way more questions than it answered. <laughs> yeah, really. Why are there bodies out? No, wait. We need to, we need to finish our oh, question. Right. Sorry, our sorry. question. 
Our question first. You asked first. Okay. Well, um, luckily, shut we, up. luckily, we know that we are bad at history. Yep. So we didn't bet well. We did not put a lot of money on this. So we went with uh, Henry VIII and the dead one. <laughs> Final okay. answer locked in. Okay. And before I move to the mind flayers, what did you wager on yourself and against them here? One whole hundred for us because history is hard. And 100 for them because... Um, History is hard. And well, we figured Brandon would be really good with the movie we somehow. Brandon would pull something out from a TV show with a, a hot dude like Tudors. Okay. Fair. Um, so, Mind Flayers, what was your thought process? What did you lock in with? Okay, well, they had the right house at Henry VIII, but if you recall, his daughter took over the crown. So, by your logic, <laughs> Elizabeth I took over. She was a tutor. By your logic, Henry VIII would have been the last one, but I believe after Elizabeth, her godchild took over, whose parents were Mary, Queen of Scots, and I want to say uh, Philip II, and if it's the third, I'm going to be pissed, but I'm going to go with Philip II. You doing too much. <laughs> and what did you wager on yourself and against them? Um, compared to the other two categories, we bet three on us and two on them. Okay. So, and just to be clear, you said Mary, Queen of Scots, and Philip II, but you'll be pissed if it's the third. Which means it's probably the third. Philip did not enter this equation at all. <laughs> I just okay. double-checked. Okay. Um, so, uh... After Henry VIII died, his only son, Edward VI, took the throne. He was the last Tudor king of England. He was not the last Tudor monarch of England. Because Edward had two sisters, Mary I and Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I was the last Tudor monarch. And her um, cousin's son, who was the child of Mary, Queen of Scots, took the throne and started the Stuart dynasty. But he was not a Tudor. And he became James I, even though he was James VI of Scotland. However, Henry VIII was the father of this boy. And it was the dead one. God damn it! Whose name is Jane Seymour. Jane! That's not what I thought. The only one with a unique name as well. So, damn it. Who wasn't an Anne or a Catherine. So Jane Seymour and Henry VIII were the mother and father of Edward VI. So we get half point? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. in this <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, but you may have... Well, I don't think you lost any points here. So. You best hope. You best hope. <laughs> no, Brittany, I'll put you out of your misery yeah, as you're you. trying to talk through this score. Um, the team of Critically Ground pushed their 100 points right back to them the mind flayers will lose a hundred so with two questions to go it is now 2100 to 700 in favor of the mind flayers okay well then let's find out how the youths speak in language what specific slang term popular among modern day teens describes a mix of confidence, charm, and magnetism possessed by an individual, especially with the ability to pull and sustain attention from potential mates? It got its origins on Twitch, initially being used by streamer Kai Sinat. 
Alyssa wants to lock us in. Okay. Uh, mind flayers have locked in. Critically ground, you can talk this out. Okay. So we're rereading the question. Confidence charm, magnetism, magnetism, magnetism. This is great. Okay. Ability to pull and sustain attention from potential mates. That's why he's on Twitch. Uh, I don't know. Origins on Twitch. I don't. I get all my youth slang from TikTok. Um, and my ten-year-old. So, um, uh, yeah. I, should do we? We think. Yeah. I feel like on. swag is a little older. It's a little older now. So maybe drip. We're gonna go with drip. We should respect the drip. We're gonna respect Karen, the drip. We're gonna say drip. Final answer. Shout out to your wife, Tim. <laughs> Oh, hey, I didn't know her name was Karen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so going with drip? Going with drip. Drip drop. No cap. (laughs) Straight facts. (laughs) Slip, fam. For the love of God, make it stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, mind flayers, why don't you talk this out uh, and let me know what you locked in with. Uh, Alyssa? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so... I don't even know if it needs explanation, but looking at confidence, charm, and magnetism, and pulling mates, I'm going to say big dick energy. Okay. Shit, that might be right. Um, well, what did you wager here? 200 for us and 300 for them. And Critically Ground, what did you wager? We wagered uh, 300 for us and 200 for them. Okay. Well, the good news is is you did both name slang that's popular among people younger than us. But it's not this. Big Dick Energy is close, but is not quite the youth term right now. And since I did take this basically word for word from definitions, except for... um, Urban Dictionary did actually define it as the ability to pull and keep bitches. I just didn't think that was very respectful. Um, This term is Riz. R-I-Z-Z. Fuck is Riz. (laughs) It's this, but it's it's the teen's way of saying charisma. Okay, now where was my D&D hint in there then? (laughs) I tried to make that one work, but it was starting to get to be a very long question. (laughs) And I was trying to avoid you actually saying charisma. Um, So yeah, the answer is Riz, and I am aware that I have no Riz with the phrasing of this ask uh, to any of our youths listening. We get zero maidens. (laughs) Zero maidens. Zero bitches. (laughs) I am straight maidenless. You're maiden. Speaking of the inability to score, Tim, what did that do to our points? Tim, give it to us straight. Give it to us straight. Are we? Are we out? Are we out? Are we out? <laughs> give it to us straight. No cap. So critically ground did lose a hundred here. 
the Mind Flayers do pick up 100 here. That does seal the victory for the Mind Flayers. Uh, but we still have one question to play, so we might as well do it anyway. That's yeah. fair. Okay. We That's said fair. we played a 12 questions or until one team runs out. Just for funsies. For funsies. Just for funsies, for yeah. For drunksies. <laughs> for drunksies. <laughs> I mean, it's still for points. It just can't change the outcome. Yeah, really what this does is affect how many points the players start out with next round. So... Your question, the last of this round, is there's something about Mary in literature. Which prolific author gained firsthand knowledge of innocuous substances through her firsthand experience as a nurse and apothecary's assistant during World War I? She wrote her first novel, The Mysterious Affair at Stiles, in 1916, introducing one of her most famous detectives, though it wouldn't be published until 1920. We're All right. Mind flayers have locked in for the final time this round. Critically ground, talk it out. I just want to start with, I was going to say, we don't even know the answer, but just lock in so that they have to talk it out. But we did not do that. So we're, we're going to- We're slow. We're, 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 ine- we're inhibited. <laughs> inebriated. Both of those things. Um, <laughs> inhibited. Drunk inebriated. out of their minds. Dude, We're the not, only the not, only Mary that I even know is Mary Shelley. That's it. Right. I, I got, I mean. Which I want to say Mary Shelley. Mary had a little lamb. But when you say detectives, it makes me think of Agatha Christie, but that has nothing to do with the clue. So I guess Mary Shelley is what we're going to go with. Going with Mary Shelley? No, no, it really does not matter. I know, but really does not matter. I know, but you're gonna go with that. Like we're gonna go with Mary Shelley. Yeah. I believe I super believe in you. I don't. I super believe in you, Ted Cooper. And uh, (laughs) Mind Flayers, what'd you come up with? That's all him. Okay, so I actually have no idea if this is correct, but you said she wrote about detectives, and the only person I know that has done that is Agatha Christie. And I know she has a detective named Miss Marple, and I'm really hoping her first name is Mary. Okay. Um, And for funsies and drunksies, what did you wager here? A hundred for each. Okay. And critically ground? 200 for us and 300 for them. Oh, no. Okay. Well, so your logic wasn't right, Brandon, but you were correct. Yes! (gasps) So... This is, in fact, Agatha Christie, who wrote several novels under the pen name Mary Westmacott. Miss Marple's name, Miss Marple's first name is Jane, for what it's worth. So, yeah, that's Jane. correct. So, uh, yeah, Mind Flayers, you did pick that one up there at the end. Critically Ground, you were right there, but went with Mary Shelley, who published her first novel in 1818. Yeah, so Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. It was really Reading close. the genre of science fiction. Right so. off. <laughs> we were only like a hundred years yeah. away. It's <laughs> not bad. That's not. Tim, go ahead. History, You're holding it back. <laughs> no, Frankenstein. If Frankenstein came up naturally, you can, you can say it. I'm not going to point out that I'm related to the real life Dr. Frankenstein. I mean, you should. It's a fascinating story. So That's so cool. I think I, I actually talked true. about it at Cozy Quiz one time anyway, so. Anyway, uh, so here's what happened there. The Mind Flayers picked up a, a very useful 
final 200 points. So they will enter the final round with uh, 2,400 points to split. Critically ground, you were pushed to the brink, but you weren't quite eliminated. You still held on to 100 points. So the Mind Flayers will move on to section to the second half. We didn't, we didn't die. die. <laughs> well, some ways to die. <laughs> okay. Well, we have reached the end of our first half, which means that our advancing players are Alyssa and Brandon. Uh, Josh and Dana, you are welcome to stick around and trash talk uh, to serve as some sort of frenemy gallery where you can both talk about your fellow players you can trash talk us you can talk about how much easier the second half questions would have been for you had you been playing them whatever you want but we will start our second half after these short messages hey trivia lovers want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way check out liquid courage entertainment with a wide range of offerings online lk has you covered streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Is this a common phrase in your house? I thought I told you to clean up. Do you ever say this to your kids? Would you like some cheese with that wine? At the end of the day, do you find yourself thinking? Is waning. Then we have the music you need. Sanity is Waning, the debut EP from the Dad Bods. Coming August 29th to a streaming platform near you. Find us on Facebook or visit us at dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com for more information. And welcome back. As a reminder, round two functions like round one, except when one player locks in, their opponent has only 30 seconds to lock in their answer, or they can rant for 30 seconds, whichever, whatever you want to do, you only have 30 seconds to do it. For round two, we do have Alyssa versus Brandon. We've taken the points they earned in the first round, split them in half, and so each player will be starting with 1,200 points. And our first set of categories in round two are, and where are the elves in sports? And where are the elves in video games? And, oh, there are the elves in literature. Go ahead and send Tim your wagers. What are your thoughts on the categories, Dana? Uh, sorry, I just got back from the potty. Uh, and where are the elves? And where are the elves? Oh, there are elves. Oh, uh, I, I want to be part of this. Listen, I'm I'm already very upset when I saw sports. <laughs> we couldn't have gone the whole game without sports. It's just not likely. I mean, in a in an ideal world, we would not have questions about sports. Brandon's going to do great. He's going to get three for three. Josh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brittany, let's kick off the second half. I have everybody's wagers. Okay. Well, question one in the second half is, and where are the elves in sports? Old standard and points per reception are two of the formats used for what group activity that involves fewer halflings and dwarves than one may expect from its name. 
What group activity? I'm going to lock in. Alyssa is locking in. That means, Brandon, you have 30 seconds to talk this out. It's not fair. She has help out there. No, she doesn't. I do not. I assure you, she does not. Sports means I'm screwed. Sports means I'm screwed. This was delicious, by the way. You're welcome. All right, you're done I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is point of purpose. I'm just returning. Okay. I'm hoping Lock- it's a Lord of the Rings Return of the Kings type of reference. All right, locking in, returning. Uh, Alyssa, what did you lock in with? I said football. Okay. And what did you wager on yourself and Brandon here? I wagered 100 on myself and 300 on Brandon. And Brandon? Uh, great minds think alike. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling that's how the wagers were going to go because I've asked you both a sports question before. Um, Alyssa, you're halfway there. Um, because football is what's involved, but the group activity is called fantasy football. Oh. So. Got it. Uh, Look at you sneaking fantasy into that nonsense. Um, like, I was going to ask you a question about, like, actual sports stuff. I'd have to know actual sports stuff to ask. So, Brittany, you learned both of these terms this week. I did <laughs> on the same day because someone talked me into playing fantasy football, this fun group activity, and I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Aren't you I in just, both leagues? I am in both leagues, yeah. I mean, the other one was chaos, though. So, like, and in that one, I got my kicker named Dicker. So that's really all I care about. No sense, Brittany. But my favorite joke I think I ever heard is somebody was talking to a group of guys that were playing fantasy football. And he's like, fantasy football is for men who are bad at both football and fantasy. Well, you know, I can't disprove that statement, but... I haven't played football with anyone in my leagues, Uh, (laughs) but neither team getting that one correct, but both teams wagering perfectly. Indeed, they did, because both teams are going to pick up 200 points due to their wagers. So we have a 1400-1400 game. Okay. And that brings us to question two. And where are the elves in video games? Vardenfell is the setting for which of the Elder Scrolls series of games? Unlike Tamriel, which is European-inspired, Vardenfell's design was influenced by ancient Egyptian, early Japanese, and Middle Eastern cultures. Pick me, pick me. (laughs) I can't pick you, Dana. You're not in this round. I'm going to lock in. Brandon is locked in. That means, Alyssa, you have 30 seconds. I have no fucking idea. I don't play this. We're going to go with the drunk answer. Talk it out. I don't, I can't talk it out. I don't know anything about it. Did you I'm say you're going to go the with the first drunk Elder Scrolls? <laughs> okay, the first Elder Scrolls? Yep, that's it. I don't Did I don't you know say you were going to lock in the drunk answer? Is that what you said? Yeah, which is the first. Instead of like the dead one, it's just the first. Oh, rude. Okay. <laughs> that's not rude. <laughs> All right, locking in the first Elder Scrolls. Brandon, what did you come up with? Uh, honestly, the only other uh, Elder Scrolls game I know besides Skyrim, which I know they do Tamriel, is Oblivion. So I had to go with Oblivion. Okay. Um, and what did you wager on yourself and Alyssa? 
Uh, two and two. And Alyssa? Uh, I was three and two, which was an awful decision. Okay. Well, this was the third series, the third game in the Elder Scrolls series, subtitled Morrowind. That's the other one. I lied. I did know another one. <laughs> so this was Morrowind. Neither team getting that one correct. I knew that one. Me too. Why couldn't we have come back to this and me and you were back? What the heck? Uh, you guys should have done better earlier. Uh, Josh, you are still drinking. <laughs> that does create a little bit of separation as Brandon's wagering allowed him to push and Alyssa lost 100 points. So Brandon has a slight edge. Okay. Well, let's get to question three then in, oh, there are the elves in literature. According to J.R.R. Tolkien's Silmarillion, who corrupted the elves that became the first orcs in Middle-earth? The elves were captured before the Valar laid siege to his fortress, Otumno. Oh, I have no idea. Oh my god. I have not educated. Oh, what was his name? Oh, son of a pope. Dana, I thought you were showing off your Lord of the Rings tattoos, and then I realized you were petting Alyssa's head. I've heard it. Oh, oh we're locked in. All right, Brandon's locked in. Alyssa, you have 30 seconds. I literally have nothing. Um, I super believe in you. No, I wouldn't. I have no idea. I have no answer. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Okay, uh, passing. Uh, Brandon, what did you come up with? Oh my god, I, I I might even still be wrong. With the only thing I can think of is Morgoth. Okay, going with Morgoth. And what did you wager on yourself and Alyssa? Three and one. And Alyssa? I was two and one. Okay. Well... Um, while at the time he was known as Melkor, this is Morgoth. Yes! (laughs) Yeah, he was Melkor when he actually corrupted the elves, but then he became Morgoth, and that's the name they refer to him as forever. So I wasn't going to make you be like, oh, it's Melkor, even though Melkor and Morgoth are the same person. Specifically. Yeah, that's a different show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Brandon is going to pick up 400 points there while Alyssa while loses 300. Uh, we enter section two with Brandon leading 1,800 to 1,000. Four sections? As long as you survive. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Like, there's, in theory, four, but I'm going to be lucky to get to two. Anyway. Okay, well, your categories for this next section are... Britney Shatnerizes a hit in music. Beware of fruit in animation. And you got your D in my K rations in business. Go ahead and send Tim your wagers. I was really looking forward to Britney Shatnerizes a hit. <laughs> well, you still get to hear it. I know, but I don't get to participate. <laughs> well, Brittany, let's hear you Shatnerize the hit. We're ready for section two. Okay. Your first question in this section is Britney Shatnerizes a hit in music. Name this song, which spent two weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2007. A thousand miles seems pretty far, but they've got planes and trains and cars. I'd walk to you if I had no other way. Our friends would all make fun of us. I'm locking in. Brandon is locked in. Alyssa, you have 30 seconds. 
I already have my answer. Okay. Uh, I know the song. I heard the lyrics. I, can I just say my answer? Yes. Uh, it is Hey There Delilah from Plain White Tees. Okay. And Brandon, what did you lock in with? While I had absolutely no clue on the artist, I also went with Hey There Delilah. Okay. And what did you wager on yourself and Alyssa? Two on me, one on Alyssa, because she and knows Al- music. And Alyssa? I did uh, two and two. Okay. Well, um, I'd walk to you if I had no other way. As my favorite meme says, uh, they've got planes and trains and cars. Vanessa Carlton and the Proclaimers, they have what? Uh, This is, in fact, Hey There, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Good job, Alyssa. Uh, You didn't need to give me the artist. I just needed the song title, so you both got it. (laughs) I've, I've totally met Tom. He's a cool dude. <laughs> Got name that much, Dana? You know, well, that's the second time we've had someone with a... No, sorry. Third time we've had someone with a personal connection to a question. Well, <laughs> second, where it's come up directly. Jay's <laughs> met Will Wheaton, but that wasn't actually the right answer, so... <laughs> well, with that... Uh... Alyssa's going to push her 200 points while Brandon will pick up 100. Uh, so it's 1,900 to 1,000. Okay. Well, your second question is, beware of fruit in animation. Which shonen manga series written by Ilchero Oda has been published since 1997 and has been cra- praised by critics for its art, characterization, storytelling, and world building? The world is populated by humans, dwarves, merfolk, and giants, among others, and the series focuses on a crew in search for treasure in order like for their that. captain to become the king of the pirates. I'm going to lock in. <laughs> Alyssa's locked in. Brandon, you can talk this out. Yeah, with how she reacted, I'm going to assume it's One Piece. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Alyssa? What other one would you know to lock in that fast? Why do you? Until I'm not in the game. <laughs> what the shit, dude? You're keeping my hands on earlier. That's not an excuse. You got a trivia round. <laughs> no, I don't. You stole it. Why you, are we always yelling? <laughs> on my birthday, you stole it. Does. It's your birthday? Tomorrow. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Um... I mean, I didn't know who was going to make the second half of the game. You had just as equal a chance as getting to this. Um, But Josh's reaction was warranted because this is, in fact, one piece. Alyssa, what did you wager on yourself and Brandon? I wagered 300 on myself and 100 on Brandon. And Brandon? Who was the clue for that? I wagered 300 on myself and 200 for Alyssa. Um, It was Beware of Fruit because from the Wikipedia article I read, apparently... The One Piece guy ate the devil fruit and then turned into rubber. So don't eat the devil fruit. I, I don't really know. It's the devil's lettuce. <laughs> That's a different kind of thing, but could also make you feel like rubber. Uh, but Tim, what did that do to our points? Uh, both teams picked up points here. Brandon picks up 100 while Alyssa picks up 200. <clears throat> There's now an eight point, 800 point differential. Alyssa, you can give up at any time. It's fine. 
All right. Question number three in the section is, you got your D in my K rations. A business question. What company produces the majority of military chocolate issued to U.S. troops as part of their basic field rations? The chocolate is formulated to be heat resistant and a run called the Desert Bar was marketed in the 1980s for public consumption, but failed to make much of a splash. I'm going to lock in. Brandon is locked in. That means, Alyssa, you have 30 seconds to talk this out. Oh, what company produces the majority of military chocolate? I didn't even know the military had their own chocolate. They're working their ass off. They get chocolate. Um, Heat resistant. Maybe it's like some NASA shit. I don't know what brand or what company. 10 seconds. All right. I'm going to say Mars just because. Okay. Locking in with Mars. And Brandon, what did you say? Sorry. I muted myself. Uh, I also went with Mars because I think, I feel like they were the first ones to give them M&Ms. Okay. Um, and Brandon, what did you wager on yourself and against Alyssa here? Uh, this might be bad. 100 on me and 300 for Alyssa, because I didn't think she'd know business. Okay, Alyssa? Um, I did 100 for myself and 300 for Brandon. Well, both teams saying Mars Bar, neither team picking the correct chocolate company, because this was the Hershey Company. And your wording was evil here, because Mars is who makes M&M's. Okay, why is my wording evil? Because M&M's melt in your mouth and not in your hand. Oh. So it's heat resistant, but the answer is Hershey's. Yeah, more than one thing can be heat resistant. You got your D in my K rations is a you got your chocolate in my peanut butter, which is a Reese's, which is a Hershey's property. So there were clues. I'm just saying... Why are they called D bars and K bars? Like that's that's my question. Well, K ration bars, I guess. But are but, they? Um, <laughs> yeah, they were also called the tropical bar at one point. I had no idea military chocolate was a thing. It's even it's even worse because military MREs have M and M's in them. At least some of them do. Uh, but apparently, like, I mean, I'm not arguing. It it's a hundred percent right. It's just damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my fault. That Eminem's well, to put the candy coating on them is so they could give them to military people without them melting. Well, the actual texture of the desert bar is more like fudge to keep it from melting. That's fair. So, so, so technically, Hershey's and Mars created the Eminem together because it's Hershey's chocolate, and then Mars created the candy coating. Well, either way, this was the Hershey <laughs> company. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I'll take the loss. I'm just saying my logic was sound. Well, the thing is, is neither of you are actually losing points on this because you wagered well. Yep. Both of you are picking up 200 points here. Uh, So we head to section three with a 2200 to 1400 point score in favor of Brandon. Hey, you're still doing good. You're still in this. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, your categories for this section are. Places not on Anakin's travel recommendations in geography. (laughs) Other places not on Anakin's travel recommendations in movies. And yet another place not on Anakin's travel recommendations in science. None of this is good. (laughs) 
All right, Brittany, uh, let's see where Anakin doesn't want to travel in section three. Okay. Well, here are, is your first question. In places not on Anakin's travel recommendations in geography. Though it's really too humid to be considered a true desert, the series of northern sand dunes known as the Carcross Desert is considered at one square mile, the world's smallest desert. Located near White Pass and Bennett Lake, in which country would you find Carcross Desert? All right, I'm just going to lock in. All right, Brandon is locked in. Alyssa, you locked in second, so go ahead and talk it out. I don't really have a lot to talk out. I don't really know where Bennett Lake is or where White Pass is. Um, But my thought process, all I had in my head is India. Okay. Uh, Locking in with India. Uh, Brandon, what'd you come up with? All right. So I went somewhere where I thought would be like, like humid so i'm thinking like subtropics kind of place so i actually went with brazil okay and what did you wager on yourself and Alyssa? i wagered two for me and three for Alyssa. and Alyssa, i had 100 for me 200 for brandon okay well uh neither team picked this one up it's a series of northern sand dunes um so india is a little bit more north than brazil but not as far north as Canada, which is where you would find the Carcross Desert. The White Pass is in the Yukon. Listen, just because it was north didn't mean it had to be north. It could have been just the north part of the country. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, but uh, neither team picking that one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tim, I think both teams still picked up points on that one. Yeah, both teams are failing upwards for the second uh, consecutive question uh, as they both pick up 200 points on wrong answers. Oh, my God. We're going to be here all night. (laughs) Uh, I think Brandon should have only picked up 100. Actually, both of them only picked up 100. Okay. Oh, my God. What are you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. I like what he said. Just let it go. It's fine. (laughs) You like what it's saying is a benefit. It's the same. So both teams picking up 100 there as we go into question two. Other places not on Anakin's travel recommendations in movies. On the sandy planet Tatooine, we meet a young Luke Skywalker who doesn't want to go droid shopping with his uncle because he was going to go to Tashi Station. Why did he want to go to Tashi Power Station? I'm going to lock in. Alyssa's locking in. So Brandon, you have 30 seconds. (sighs) So interested if she actually knows this. I'm gonna. I mean, the, I the, for to, for dirt there. Um, I know what I said. I said it in Tatooine-ish. Yeah, <laughs> sure. ten I can think of it. I'm gonna say it just because my car used to sound like one. I'm gonna go with pod races. Okay, going with pod races. And Alyssa, what did you come up with? I just put that he wanted to learn more about Jedi's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I don't. This is not my realm. I got burr holes for God's sakes. <laughs> I talk about putting holes in people's skulls, not where the fuck Luke Skywalker goes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Luke Skywalker. No, not Luke Skywalker, but Anakin Skywalker put you know some holes in people. Um kids i'm not even wrong yeah <laughs> uh josh or dana did you know this one 
I did I, not. Doesn't he just want to go? He just doesn't he just want to go hang out with his friends at Kashi Station? No, Tim. Why don't you let him know? But I was going to go into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Power converters. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I totally thought it was to pick up a supply, but I could not for the life of me think of what it was. So I'm like, what else do they do on Tatooine when they're bored? Pod races. Let's go with that. I mean, you're not wrong about the pod races. Uh, (laughs) You're wrong about that's why he was going to Tashi Station. Uh, But if you saw the Empire Strips back show, you would also know it's to go get his pod washed at the pod wash at Tashi Station. It was an experience, uh, but the actual answer was to get power converters. Um, Well, when you say it like he said it, yeah, I I can hear it now. Yeah, to get some power converters. I may not have seen the Empire Strips back, but I have seen the Star Trek burlesque boobs for Khan, and that was pretty great. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Alyssa, what did you wager on yourself and Brandon? Uh... 200 on myself and 100 on Brandon. And Brandon? Uh, sadly, 300 on myself and 200 for Alyssa. Okay. And uh, Tim, neither team got that one right, but what did that do to our scores? Well, those 100 points that they picked up in the last question, they just gave them right back to us here at the house. So uh, they just lost 100 points each. Okay. Hey, that's the first time we lost points for being bad. <laughs> the world makes sense again. No, just kidding. Um, but as we go into the last question of the section, yet another place not on Anakin's travel recommendations in science. What geological feature with a French name is defined as an area of flat terrain that is raised sharply above the surrounding area on at least one side, or a high ground, if you will. They can be formed by plate tectonics, glacial erosion, and volcanoes. I'm going to lock in. Brandon is locked in. Alyssa, you have 30 seconds. I'm sorry, what was that, Alyssa? I'm just going to say, I feel like a complete dumbass when I play this game. I'm just going to write, I'm going to say a plane. A plane? Okay. Alyssa locking in plane. Brandon, what did you lock in with? Plateau. Okay. Brandon locking in plateau. Brandon, what did you wager on yourself and Alyssa? One and one. And Alyssa? Uh, Hold on, I lost my page. Uh, I wagered 300 on each of us. Okay. Well, Brandon is correct. This is a plateau. Uh, Tim, you're muted. Well, that was an 800-point swing in Brandon's favor. So we headed into the final set of three questions. Brandon leads 2,400 to 800. But Alyssa can still mount a comeback with a good round. Mm -hmm. Probably not. May the odds be ever in your favor. Shut up, Brand. Here are your categories for the final section. Let's all go to Shondaland in television. In a constant state in games, and that's some story in literature. Go ahead and send him your wagers for the last time. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know what we summoned, but okay. (laughs) Hey, Brittany. Hey, Tim. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, So question one is, let's all go to Shondaland in television. Julie Andrews provides the voice of the author of a society newsletter in which Regency era production based on a novel series by Julia Quinn. The central family has eight children named in alphabetical order, the youngest being named Alison. Alyssa's locked in. 
Brandon, you've got 30 seconds. It's Bridgerton. Okay. Alyssa? Yeah, I had Bridgerton. <laughs> and what did you have for your wager on yourself and against Brandon? I had 300 for myself and 200 for Brandon. I hate that I knew that. And Brandon? I love that I knew that. Two and two. Okay. Well, uh, picking up that one pretty quickly, this was, in fact, Bridgerton. I think my favorite thing I ever found out and I found out afterwards that Julie Andrews has voiced is that she voices the sea monster in Aquaman. Moana. Oh, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. She's the big sea monster. Aquaman. Yeah. There's because like her... one scene where she says when she calls him a half breed and I'm like, I know that voice. Yeah. I think I saw a thing where her granddaughter wanted her to do the voice and she was like, okay. So... <laughs> um, Tim, both teams picked that one up very quickly. So what did that do to our scores? That means that Al- Alyssa is going to pick up 100 points while Brandon pushes. It's still 2,400 to 900. Unfortunately, Alyssa can only play for the tie at this point. Uh, well, let's see what happens. Um, as we go into question two, in a constant state in games... Looney Labs first developed which card game in 1997? Numerous variants have been released, including Firefly, Monty Python, Doctor Who, and Anatomy. Alyssa is locked in. And I think Dana was flailing. Uh, Brandon, you have 30 seconds. She heard her trigger word. (laughs) Games? No. Firefly. Oh, Firefly, yeah. Um, (laughs) Honestly, the only thing I can think of, and I I could very well be wrong, but I'm going to go with Flux. Okay, and Alyssa, what did you say? I also said flux. And what did you say for your wagers? Um, I had 200 for myself, 100 for Brandon. And Brandon? One and one. Okay, well, uh, Dana? It's flux! (laughs) (laughs) It is flux. Uh, This question inspired by the multiple games of flux that I played with Rowan at the Critical Grind last weekend. Because Dana has many, many variants of Flux on the show. The Jumanji one is fun. I like the mythology one. Me too. Uh, But Tim, both teams making quick work of that one. Yeah, I have uh, the Star Flux version myself. Uh, But that is going to be the nail in the coffin for Alyssa. She still has a thousand points, but cannot catch up. But let's see how the final question goes as we head there. 2,400 to 1,000. Get you baby. didn't die. You didn't die. Get him, baby. All right. Yes. Your last question in That's Some Story in Literature. Where's Papa going with that axe is the opening line to which children's novel focused on the friendship of members of the Sus Domestica and Arrhenius Caviticus species? I think I heard Brandon say locked. So, Alyssa, you have 30 seconds. Well, it was a good game. Um, <laughs> no idea like i have zero clues um think about the latin thank you not not anything that i know about no i don't know i pass okay Alyssa passing brandon what did you come up with the super sad sad story of charlotte's web and what did you wager for yourself and Alyssa? three and three and Alyssa. I was one in three. Okay. Well, where's Papa going with that axe is the opening line. Sus Domestica is a common farm pig 
and Arrhenius Cavicus is a barn spider, the friendship between the pig and the spider, the central focus of Charlotte's Web. Where I got my hate for spiders. That'll do, pig. Spiders shouldn't talk. That shit ain't right. Isn't that'll do, pig, babe? That's babe, yeah. That's some pig is Charlotte's Web. Well, Brittany, that does bring us to a close. And with a final score of 3,000 to 600, our winner today is Brandon. Congratulations, Brandon. What was my score? I missed it. Who's surprised? Yeah, nobody at all. Uh, Your final score was 3,000. Yeah, it was too much. I love you, 3,000. What's what's the all-time highest score? I have no idea. I'd have to look that up. That might be it, though. What? That's, don't say yeah. that. You just, you just boosted his ego like 20 points. This is, this is actually shit, so I Dude, can use that. no, his charisma does not need that boost. Hey, you want to hang out? Is. Remember the time I won trivia against you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's going to hold that for the game. Oh, I'm going to win because I won trivia. <laughs> We're okay. never going to hear the end of this. We've reached the end of our game, and Brandon, you are our best frenemy for this week. You'll be invited back for our Tournament of Frenemies, happening soon. Uh, Brandon, before you go, we want to give you a chance to plug anything you might want to plug. No, I'm good. Okay. I mean, uh, well, thank you for being on our show. Uh, Alyssa, as our runner-up, we would like to give you the same opportunity. You will also have a special role to play in our Tournament of Frenemies, but we'll reveal that to you later. Oh my gosh. Um, please tell me I'm not playing Brandon. Um, I had a really fun time, and I do very much enjoy being part of trivia questions, even though I'm not that good. Um, but I'm very excited to have been on this podcast, and if I'm going to plug Critical Grind, because Brandon didn't. Also, because it's my favorite place to go, and we're there like five times a week. So please come out to Critical Grind in Shorewood. Well, that's an excellent plug, and you were a delight to have, and you did great. Um, from our non-advancing team, but still hung around and provided some great commentary, Josh, we're going to let you uh, give any shout-outs that you would like to give. Yeah, uh, shout-out to Alyssa for coming in second. Good job, hon. Um, but otherwise, yeah, super awesome. Uh, come out to Critical Grind. Thank you guys for having us. It was it was a pleasure to, uh, to play the game with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being on. And Dana, uh, you have a chance to plug anything you would like to plug. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, I feel like Critical Grind has been said, as my board game cafe has already been plugged. I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, to my good friend Jay Borsum with Liquid Courage Entertainment, um, who is awesome enough to have introduced me to Brittany and her beautiful cozy quiz and who has then brought me here um and then also uh jay runs um blood on the clock tower at critical grind just like many saturdays a month which is awesome and thank you both for having us and it's been a really fun time so all of those things thank you so much for being here and uh just for the record since this is being recorded you and i met before you met jay so yes, um, <laughs> as I was saying that, I was like, wait, no, yours was the first birthday party at Critical Grind yes. um, ever. 
but we're always happy to have a Jay shout out because it's not a frenemy episode if somebody doesn't say liquid courage at some point so (laughs) i do want to say thank you so much for being on tonight it's been very special to both have you as cozy quiz players and to have you on this special project uh tim before i try to read our outro again do you have anything you want to say I don't, but this was a lot of fun. I just want to, you know, extend a warm invitation to all of you to return at any point. Uh, you know, it, it, you guys were all a blast to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I echo that sentiment. Let's see how this goes. So that will do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads. To find us and our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, as well as our community pages and Patreon, check us out at ptebb.com. If you can't support us financially, we totally understand, but you can always support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite podcast app because we're there too. If you're interested on being any of our shows, go to ptebb.com slash appearance request. For Frenemy Trivia, I've been Brittany. I've been Tim. I've been Dana. I've been Alyssa. I've been Josh. And I've been Brandon. And we will see you next week for Behind Frame.